Justin Fields is back. Here to help us break down the big news of the day for the Chicago Bears is the host of Locked on Bears, Lauren Cox at Cox Sports 1 on your favorite social media. So big news for Chicago, Lauren. Justin Fields expected to be back as the starter of the Chicago Bears this weekend and on Sunday. How exciting is this for Chicago Bears fans to see Fields back on the field? It gives the rest of this season a little bit more meaning, right? A little bit more that we can take from it for a 3-7 and seven team that I guess it's not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but functionally eliminated from the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Trying to watch the rest of the year with a backup quarterback who's exciting and fun. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get into Tyson Bage a little bit, but it doesn't quite do it for you, especially as they get into division matchups in, in four of their last seven games here. Having Justin Fields back gives some real stakes to the rest of this season because we need to see what he does in these seven games. It'll go a long way towards determining is he a guy that they give another chance next season or do they use potentially two of you know, with the two first round picks in the top 10, one of those picks on the quarterback of the future and move on from Justin Fields. So I'm sure they're not playing for a lot in terms of wins and losses, but individual players have a lot at stake. Yeah. And I'm sure for Justin Fields, absolutely one of them. I know you recently did an episode on all the bears that have something to prove. Justin Fields has to be one of those guys. And certainly it's much better for him to be able to prove himself on the field uh, rather than or easier for him to prove himself on the field than off the field. Yeah. It, it's one of those questions. It's, it's almost like, is it, is it too late? Is seven games mm. enough time to still prove anything? Because certainly he needs to have the best seven games of his career if he wants to re retain a, a starting position in Chicago for the long-term future. But the question is, like, even if he has seven great games, do you finish the season going, all right, that seven games is enough? He, he's for sure our guy? Or do those seven games, how do those weigh against the first two and a half seasons of his Bears career where – you were always still trying to figure out like to me, seven games feels like maybe just enough of a sample size that if he can really be consistent for what's close to half of a season, you can feel like, OK, this is a guy who has taken a step and turned a corner here. But if you start to get into any sense of still doubt of like, well, he looked better at times, but we still have some questions. I don't know that the Bears can afford to not make a change at quarterback just for the long term health of their team. Might help that he had a couple of excellent games right before the injury. Maybe, just maybe, might be able to help him out a little bit. A uh, couple of excellent games and a little bit of an up-and-down debut for Tyson Bajant as well, the undrafted free Bajant out, uh, uh, out of Division II football, coming in and holding court while Justin Fields was out. How would you sort of rank Tyson Bajant's performance or break down his performance? Yeah, Tyson Bajant's so interesting because by him being an undrafted rookie free agent, Mm -hmm. playing his first NFL starts. Like, you know, like his last game was against Colorado School of Mines and his first game was against yes. the Minnesota Vikings. Like to me, like the, the bar for expectations is the floor. Like the fact that he got into an NFL game and didn't crap his pants, like was a pretty good <laughs> first start for him, right? As long as he didn't go out there and have a, a Nathan Peterman-like four interceptions and a half kind of performance. Oh, there's other quarterback Nathan Peterman, by the way. Like that was his mm -hmm. competition. So like, it, it's hard because we should be praising Bajant for having done anything successful because the odds were so ginormously snack stacked against him. And yet, you know, after four games, Bajant started becoming this story that built up to be like, holy crap, this could be not the next Kurt Warner, but that sort of like underdog story that you want to root for. And like, can he be a starter for the Bears? And all of a sudden we're disappointed in Tyson Bajant when he has four turnovers against the Saints. And it's like, well, well, wait a minute. Like we shouldn't be disappointed that an undrafted rookie quarterback made mistakes. So it, it, 
it's this weird feeling of like I, you want to praise Bajan because he's done so much better than anybody ever thought he would. And yet we're, we're still finding ourselves a little bit disappointed because the hype started to get maybe a little bit too out of control. So it, I grade him as being a really pleasant surprise. He looks like he could be at worst a solid young backup quarterback with some upside. And that's that's more than anybody expected from him. But yet I, I think we're a little too harsh when we start to be disappointed in the mistakes that he made, because, of course, he's going to make mistakes. Yeah, very fair uh, approach there. Now, the Chicago Bears are in a very interesting situation here. Looking ahead to their future, they've got the number five overall selection ahead of week 11, but also the number one overall selection because of the the, the trade with Carolina. So they can actually win some games here and still end up with the number one overall selection and be pretty happy about it. So what is what what do you need to see over these next seven games with all of those options open to you to feel most comfortable about the future of the Chicago Bears? Bears head coach Matt Eberflus wasn't asked that exact question, but a similar type of question on Wednesday. And he said, consistency. We need to see consistency. We've all seen it from Justin Fields over the first two and a half seasons of his career. He has those moments and sometimes almost full games where it's like, wow, that's the Ohio State quarterback that they took at the top of the draft a couple of years ago. That's the guy you thought you were going to get with explosive plays with his legs and he could fire the ball downfield into tight windows and make really dynamic playmaking ability for Elevating the level of his players around him, right? Not needing to be elevated, but elevating them, right? Bears GM Ryan Poles calls those players multipliers. They need him to be mm -hmm. that more consistently because in between those big games, we see games where he's hesitant, where he holds onto the ball too long, doesn't pull the trigger on throws that look open, but maybe he's just a half second behind in terms of getting there with them and ultimately ends up taking a sack or you know, having to scramble and does well with the scramble, but it hasn't been able to be like consistent enough production across the board. So to me, it's less about how many games the bears win. And it's more about how Justin Fields does and how the offense does overall. Cause you know, the defense could give up some points and they lose the game. But if Justin looks consistent and operates this offense at a high level over an extended period of time, that's what can cement his long-term future as an NFL starter, either with the bears or maybe his next team. Mm, the seven games that can decide the future of the Chicago Bears in Justin Fields kickoff this weekend on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. If you want to keep up with all of these big storylines and what to expect from this Sunday's matchup, Locked on Bears is the one and only place to be here with Lauren Cox. Lauren, great breakdown, bud. Appreciate you being here. Hey, thanks for having me.